All right, welcome into another Dart Me podcast. We're recording here Thursday before the uh, divisional round games in the NFL. Um, so we're going to get into a little bit of that later on in the podcast. First, let's go around and say hi to the boys. I'm joined here by Guy, my friend, and Rhino. Uh, what's going on, Guy? Not much. Just it, good to be back. I haven't been on since, I think, April. So maybe that's wrong, but no, it's... I can't remember. No, I think no, we did. That's wrong. Anyway. You've been on. Yeah, we talked. Right. We talked playoff yeah. baseball. Yeah, we had. A, yeah, we had a long way. But yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm happy to be back. Happy, happy talking sports, watching sports. Yeah, just glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's been too long. It's been. Yeah, it has been too long. Yeah, we, like like uh, Liveline said on the last one, we get. You know, I wouldn't call it lazy, but we just you know life gets in the way here of everybody so yeah well glad to have you back uh and uh you heard rhino chime in there how's it going rhino uh going good going good uh sports are on um now we're getting into the swing of college basketball nba basketball um playoff nfl that's exciting and We'll get into this later. Uh, Dartmouth's getting into some hockey action, so yeah, yes. we're getting into the winter, which sucks, Wisconsin. But God, <laughs> you always got that TV on, something to watch. <laughs> right, right. Yes, we will touch on that hockey later on. But um, first things first, let's get into. I guess we'll just quickly touch on this: the college football championship held on uh, Monday. Um, Alabama just dominated Ohio State start to finish. I guess basically, yeah, start to finish. I mean, it was 14-14 at one point, but it's pretty much just a drubbing um, start to finish. Do you have any thoughts on that game other than, like, the obvious? Yeah, no. Bama gonna Bama. I bet on Bama, like, not knowing, but I'm just like, I'm gonna trust Nick Sab. I'll trust Nick Saban with my life. He has a lot of. It's like the prime Patriots. Like I don't know. Wasn't there some stat where like if you would have bet on the prime Patriots, just like money line and spread, you would have just you would have come out ahead so far. Like I think it's the same thing with Bama. Like just keep going, you know, ride that right. horse. Yeah, but right. I I was on the money line and the spread, just thinking like, all right, maybe Ohio State makes it like a close game, but I'm just like, there's no way Bama loses this game, and yeah, they they scored at will. It was ridiculous. It was right. Could have been yeah, they put, up, they put up 52. I mean, the over under was set at well, a couple of betting things. The over under was the highest that the championship games ever been. Right, that, 70, 74. Yeah, 74, 74 and a half. Thing might touch 75, and then also. That was the largest spread to in the championship history. I mean, the short history of the playoff uh, championship history. Um, that was the largest spread of. What was yeah. it? I mean, it, it, it was, was nine. Like, it was like nine ten. I thought it was nine and a half. I think. Yeah. Get right. And I was on the other side. You said, you know, I was on the other side. I had Ohio State plus nine and a half. I don't know if it's just because, like, you said Alabama hard rarely steers you wrong. I was thinking the same thing with Ohio State. They really rarely steer you wrong as well. I guess, right. but I mean, they clearly were outclassed. I mean, <laughs> Devontae Smith had 200 yards receiving in the first half, and 32 on Ohio State was covering. Like, yeah, they just 
I don't know. It was yeah. That's that SEC speed versus Big Ten speed. Yeah. yeah like it, don't. It does seem that way. Like. It just seems the Big Ten is slow. I mean, that's strong. Sounds- slow, strong guys who are fundamentally sound. Yeah. Don't make many mistakes, but yeah. Alabama is just there's studs everywhere. Oh, I mean, something. there's a first round draft pick. It there seems to be like five first round draft picks from Alabama like every year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what well, Alabama wide receivers are just studs. Oh yeah. Yes. Um, Julio, Ridley, Rugs. Um, those are just Judy. Those are just four off the top of our heads, and now they're going to be reloading with Smith, and there'll be Waddle will be in there. So there'll be three more probably in the draft this year. Well, it's yeah, just studs everywhere. Right. Defensively. Of... Sorry, sorry, Ronald. No, um, I'm done. The other, the other thing with that game too. I mean, we saw Waddle active, and then immediately injured. Um, so that's basically future implications. I don't know what that is. I don't know how serious the injury was. I didn't really catch it. And then, I mean, Ohio State doesn't win the game, but Sermon going down early certainly hurt them, I think, I believe. Like, Sermon t- really turned it on uh, late in the season and proved to be a factor in the Northwestern game, like setting the Ohio State rushing record, and then, of course, in the semifinal against Clemson. But still, yeah. you, you would have got the, the would have been smoked regardless, but you just I'm hate glad, that happened. I'm just glad that you brought up Clemson because I wasn't here to talk about that last week. I'm so happy that Dabo just sh- finally had to be shut up. I haven't heard a word from him since that game. <laughs> this guy is the most vocal. He think uh, man, I don't know. I used to like Dabo kind of, but oh my god, the, some of the the stuff that he said before the game is just ridiculous. Like oh. Well, first of all, ranking them 11 and him saying, oh, it's only based on number of games played. And it's like, no, it's not. You're a liar. Like, you're doing that. I, or at least I think. And then he said that something, oh, that'll be a quick study for us. That Them only being six games. And maybe that's taken out of context. But, dude, I he's, he was just so braggadocious about the whole thing. It was, I don't know. And then he, they just got worked. They, yes, they did. I was so happy about that. It's like that dude. game was close either. There were zero close games in the college football playoff, right. which, I right. mean, whatever. I, I was just happy to see Clemson yeah. out there. Absolutely. And maybe I was kind of riding that high too and just wanting the Buckeyes to complete it, slash right. for the Big Ten. Or I felt maybe keep it within a field goal. I mean, certainly if they played like they did against Clemson, it would have been a lot closer. Um, right. But they didn't end up doing that. Um, but that's basically, I guess, closing notes on that game is, I just want, like, Saban, doesn't that just solidify him as the GOAT now? Like, that's his seventh championship, I believe. Yeah. And I, then yeah. another ridiculous stat was every recruit that Saban has had has won a championship. Right. You're at, like, that's insanity. You get yeah. recruited by Nick Saban, you will win a national championship. Mm-hmm. Or you have won a national championship. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it's going to be going on, but you certainly like to keep, see him keep rolling. All right. That's out of the way. Now we have um, wild card recap here. Um, six games to go through. 
I guess we'll start off at the top, game by game. First game on the Saturday was Colts at Bills. Uh, Bills win 27-24. Colts cover plus 6.5, and and the under hits by half a point there at 51.5. Got any thoughts on this game, Wrath of Brip? What do you got, Rhino? I didn't get to see much of the uh, Colts-Bills game. Uh, so, but I know Josh Allen has got weapons, and he can, uh, I mean, he didn't throw a pick. He ran for a touchdown this game. He, he's got Stephon Diggs, who's really good. Cole Beasley is solid. I mean, they'll, well, I think they'll put up a fight against the, the uh, if they make it past this round. Right, against the Chiefs, you're like, you're yeah. like if they yeah. both advance. They'll put up a fight. Um, Philly Rivers, do we think this is it for him? I mean, he had a good game. Good game. Yep. Threw for two touchdowns. Right. No, no picks, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that, too, like, and I just looked up his contract because I didn't remember it. He signed it, like, that was a one-year $25 million deal. Like, he's not going to get anywhere near that from anybody, I I don't think. Right? Like, so. Right. I mean, I, uh, I think he's got to hang it up, man. Like, right. Especially after, I mean, time is, can I do this? Time is a flat circle. Phillip Rivers down late looking for a score and then yep. coming up short. Um, and, literally short on the Hail Mary that just, like, didn't ha- even make the end zone from, what was that, like, the 50-yard line? Yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, the, the arm isn't what it used to be, of course, uh-huh. and I don't even know how he even f- gets the ball that far with his style, how he throws the ball. I mean, that's just ridiculous oh. in itself, too, but that's different. I mean, he's getting older up there in age. Yeah, that contract is up after this year, like you said, guy. So, I mean, interesting to see in the offseason, but couple other notes on this game I had was I think this was the best game of the weekend I mean we'll touch on the other ones but it was the closest in terms of uh margin but also I guess exciting factor um you know a couple things other things too is that the play that even let the Colts get the Hail Mary was that Pascal caught the ball stood up it appeared to be a ball, like a fumble, and the Bills recovered. We're like, okay, game over, right? Uh, but it was ruled on the field down, and then, of course, you go to replay. Play stands. Even though, I mean, to my eyes, it looked like, dude, the guy was up. Nobody touched him down by contact type of shit, and then the ball, he got tackled and fumbled. But I don't know. It, it was. I'm not going to, like, go up in arms about it because they didn't decide how the outcome of the game, the the game ended the way it should have been with the Bills winning, but it was just a crazy play. Right. Another uh, play in this game that was at the end of the second quarter, it was um, it was 10-7, to 7, the Colts were up, and it yep. was uh, fourth and goal from the four. Fourth and, okay, fourth and goal from the four, and the Colts are winning, and they decided to go for it. Instead mm-hmm. of kicking it to go up thirteen to seven, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess looking back on it, you would rather kick it, but I kind of like the decision to go for it. 
Yeah, it's fourth and four though. It's kind of shake. It kind of you know gray area for me. I, I say less than four, maybe two or one. You want to go, um, but I mean it. They had it on the one yard line there before, and they lost yardage because they they got cute at the goal line. Like the drive prior to that, or their touchdown prior to that, they're at the one yard line, and they're like, okay, uh, Jordan Taylor or Jonathan Taylor. Um, sorry, you got my Badgers mixed up. Um, Jonathan Taylor up the gut, finally rushes it, rushes in easy one yard. Then on their third down play, they decide to do a pitch to Taylor on the outside. Like that was the one carry he got on that goal to goal situation, and it was a pitch to the outside that ended up losing three yards. And now you're fourth and four, you're fourth and goal from the four, and that's where I would have kicked. Um, you know, maybe if you pound up the middle. With Taylor, you might score, or you don't lose the yardage, certainly, and you could like have an easier play at the one and pound him again or do your whatever you want to do. But, yeah, certainly that was kind of questionable, too. Um, another weird... Well, Doyle, another weird thing, too. I mean, Doyle kept in the game. Philbers to Jack Doyle, and, you know, it was an incredible tight end performance. I mean, the, 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 out of I always show the tight ends. So I'm just going to tip my cap when I see a good tight end performance when Doyle has two snacks and, like, 100. Um, and How then, old is Jack Doyle? I have no idea. That guy, I don't know. I don't feel like I heard about him until, like, three years ago. I could be way wrong, but that's when I heard of him. Jack Doyle. Just reminds me of Dallas Clark, just because he's a tight end playing for Indy. Yeah. yeah. Peyton Manning checking at the Dallas Clark. Dude, Dallas uh, Clark could ball. He's only 30. Well, not only 30. Jesus, what am I talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They also have uh, Moelle Cox, that the VCU yeah. along. Played, bas- <laughs> played basketball. Yep. Um, and then, I don't know, I wrote down this other. I just thought about giving that, that Gabriel Davis some shine. He had, like, th- he had three sideline catches. Uh, in like the first half and like they all went to review and they're all like he just barely toe dragged it so he had a pretty good game too um another weapon i guess maybe not you know one good game but besides digs for uh, josh allen but i mean he had a good game i just wanted to give him some shine there you go i have to take back i mean like i have to eat crow on buffalo like way back when I said I wasn't i didn't buy buffalo i mean this is a long time coming i should have walked back this take but yeah, I was wrong. Uh, Buffalo's real. Um, I I think their game this weekend is a coin flip, but they're real for yeah. sure. Josh Allen is legit. They're hotter than a two dollar pistol. So yeah, absolutely. And I think Philip Rivers got to call it quits, man. But I thought he had to call it quits a couple years ago. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. All right. Um. Next game that Saturday was Rams at Seahawks. Um, the Rams beat the Seahawks 30-20. to 20. Rams cover plus 3.5 with a win outright. And the over of 42 hits. Um, thoughts on this game? This game um, was... Well, we had a teaser on this game. And we thought Russell Wilson could, if not win the game make it close and lose by less than seven. But Russell Wilson played a horrible game. Yep, he did. Well, let's just go back to visit last podcast. 
You're like, there's no way that Nash in the NFL that they let this guy Wofford, Wolford win two NFL games, two must-win NFL football NFL games. Yeah, and, I mean, the, this guy never started in the NFL before. <laughs> he, he wasn't even a backup. He was a an AAF quarterback. Yeah. Now he's he's won two must-win games. Well, he got injured in this game. Right. Yeah, that's the part. That's the part too. But I I took that logic that Rhino had, and I laid Seahawks minus three and a half. Also, got roped into that teaser. I don't know. It didn't take much roping in, but I, I did that teaser and east across zero. Yep, with ten points though. I always I I said you don't you don't want to tease across zero, and I agree with that. With that six point six seven point, don't really generally want to tease across zero. But yep. I guess you got the key number of seven. But, you know. Didn't work. Teasing across zero has not worked twice now in the past two weeks for me with the Cardinals and now the Seahawks. Yeah. And I, mean, I not to do it, and I just did it. The Seahawks did not look good in any way. It's they just, did. It was bad. And then, I don't know, I do not like DK Metcalf. He whines too much. Oh, God. We're going to go off on this. So, listen, good for the Seahawks. Like, I follow the logic of Rhino. Like, there's no way that Wofford or Wolford should be winning two football games in this league. So, yes, I would have bet on the Seahawks, but I didn't because it's really weird. That just makes me buy into, I'm drinking the McVay Kool-Aid. This kid, this guy, he's back. <laughs> he's making making stuff happen. I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm falling in love with back when they went to the Super Bowl against the Patriots and he's able to remember every play of every single game ever. Like, that guy is, that's insanity. I mean, whatever, that says nothing about his coaching ability, I guess. But, like, if you are able to do that, like, mm-hmm. your brain has to be firing at a rate that someone else's isn't. And then, but anyway. Did you see his jumpsuit, by the way? He's yeah. just wearing a jumpsuit on the set. Like, yeah, he's been wearing that for okay, three maybe. weeks. Yeah, he's been wearing that. So, sorry for interrupting. Continue. <laughs> um, but then you mentioned DK. You're, you're like, he's too whiny. I don't know. I guess I didn't watch the game enough. I am a DK fan because, like, he got drafted. And the, you saw the ridiculous picture of DK, right? Yeah. Remember that? Right. Yes. Okay. yes. We're like, okay, this guy is a freak. He hardly looks human. Compared to, and then they would like put it up next to Tom Brady's draft picture, and but then there was all these reports. Oh, he can't make any cuts laterally, or he can't do this, or he's not. And I was like, what? Like his look at the guy. He's extremely fast. Like I don't know. I think by now, like don't teams realize like if the guy can freaking sprint, he's gonna be good. And that guy, like Tyree Kill, um, for. Uh, Kansas City, MVS, like guys that just like if you run fast, you're probably gonna be a good. Randy Moss, like I don't know, like your route running, running. I guess you can teach him that, but I don't know. I was in yeah. DK's. The thing with the it looked bad. This game looked bad for him when the Seahawks didn't score any points in the first quarter. He comes on the sidelines and he's yelling, and the camera's right on him. He's yelling at somebody. I don't know what he said, but he's yelling. And then the next play, the next drive, the Seahawks go out there. Russ is throws him a hitch route just to get him the ball, it seems like. And it's picked off and taken for six. And then 
it just looked bad. Yeah. And then it he scores looked- a garbage time touchdown just to make him happy. Well, he okay. yeah. Based it looked, this game based, looked bad for him. Right, it looked bad for him, Ralph. And like, I'm not gonna put that pick six on DK Metcalf. No, for absolutely not. State. No. Why in the hell would you throw him a goddamn hitch route then? Go deep, or don't throw the ball when the guy's pressed up on him, and he just okay. There's two blockers out there, by the way, so they just blow past the two blockers off so, the snap, and then they get yeah. picked. Taking the one or wide receivers trip. blocking though. It, it's a dumb I, play call. It's a dumb situation. What? I heard that was the first one this year of like a hitch route that has been intercepted. Or something. Yeah, I believe it. Remember For- remember when Chuck Woodson did that a couple years or well, not a couple, but a while when he was in the league, I think he took one to the house. Or was it Charles Woodson? God, it was somebody on the Packers, but like they read a hitch route. They're like, okay, I know this play, and then there's they took it for six. Right. But, that's, in theory, that's a pretty safe play. I don't know. Yeah, and it yeah, but, it is a pretty safe uh, play. But it mean, backfired, and the game was never the same. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was the only touchdown the Rams scored up until that point, and it's like, all right, dude, Seattle. The only way they score is on defense, and then you let them, you let them yeah. score on a pick six. Mm-hmm. Like they can't score the ball. They can't score. And then, and then like after uh, that fact, after that fact, Russell Wilson breaks the pocket. DK Metcalf deep touchdown. Touchdown. Yep. It's like, dude, but no, break we the pocket. We can't break deep. the pocket with Russell Wilson. I mean, Aaron Donald's rushing play. them all game. Oh. We can't. We just sit back there and take yeah. sacks. Sit it's, in the middle, right where Aaron Donald rushes, right at the middle. It's maddening. I don't know. That game was maddening. Yeah. Watching Russell yeah. Wilson just sit back there and take sacks. Right. And then, but we did get the over on rushing yards. We did get that we over. Did. On like in the last drive of the game, when Russell's like, "Oh, now I'll now I'll go, dude." It, <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Then there's like oh, Seattle had God. multiple, 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 multiple short, third and short situations, like short, short yards to go situations. Run the middle with Hyde. What the? F- Why? Why are we running the middle with Hyde? He's not your best running back. Curse Car- Carson, your best running back. Then you run the middle to Aaron Donald with Hyde. And then Russell Wilson, they try to do this read option. And guess what? It's not a read option. It's a give. Every time. <laughs> he never took one read option by himself. He never did a quarterback keep. Round, we were watching this with Dartme in action. Live on Luke and MPG were there. He never gave the ball on a read option. And, and like, MPG's like, well, you got to – he's like, take the ball. Pull the ball. Everybody was keying in on, like, the – it's not a read option. If you don't read and take, that's just a handoff. Russell, we – we're bashing Russell Wilson, but he's he deserved he still, it. Yeah, he did. But he, I think he's still a good quarterback in this league. He's gonna do. He's gonna get wins because I don't know somehow he does it, but he's gonna get wins. But this playoff loss looked bad to the Rams, and that to the Rams with Wolford, and then a guy who came off thumb, thumb surgery uh, two weeks ago. That's the other thing. Okay, so we had alluded to this in the chat. How hurt is Jared Goff? Or, like, what, what is going on there? Like, <laughs> all right, I'm good to go if you need me, but I'm active, I can't coach. start. <laughs> yeah. I, you're, you're our guy. Like, we have J- John Wolford going out there. It's either you or him. Can you play? Can you start? And the answer is obviously yes, he can play because he came in and played. So, like, 
what is he holding back? Is he holding back for like the future? I don't know. Years? I, think- I mean, I guess like looking out for your future a little bit, but it's like, come on, man, this is the playoffs. Like, is I don't know. I don't know, man. That that was really weird when Luke brought that up. Was like, are you? I'm like, yeah, I totally active is back. No, that was just funny to me uh, that when you mentioned that, it brought up a scene in my mind from Longest Yard when Crew, when Paul Crew, uh, Adam Sandler's character, exits the game and sits on the bench. He goes, I'm done. And then fucking <laughs> the whole thing, Brucey goes out there and gets smashed. And then uh, Burt Reynolds' character, Scarborough, looks back at him. He's like, how much more bl- blood do you want? And then he's yeah. <laughs> like, Dude, right. get out there and play for fuck's sake. Yeah, and Wolford goes goes to the Wolford goes to the hospital with a head injury. Oh my yeah, god! How much more blood do you want, Goff? My god! Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Hey, but maybe in Jerry's defense or Goff's defense, I'll say this: like maybe even Kane's like, I'm gonna roll with Wolford. Maybe yeah. that, and he's oh, like, yeah. oh, maybe that's what it was. Could maybe be. it wasn't Goff saying like, hey, I'm. Oh yeah. Like I don't know. Yeah, so I shouldn't jump on Jared Goff too hard because yeah, McVeigh trying to go big brain on everybody. I could definitely see that. I will look for. I will happily blame Carroll for any of those play calls, man. I've I've never been yep. a Pete Carroll guy, so um, if we want to get on Pete Carroll, that's fine too. I'm okay with that. So. Yes, it's about time, dude. Like how like the slimy Seahawks. Oh, how right. Saying that, like they win one score games, like they just yeah. somehow eat, they somehow squeeze out a victory. Some well, special like, teams put like a block yeah. punt, or the their What's other the, team's the, kicker misses a chip shot field goal. Chip Something, shot field goal. Yeah, fail Mary, but that's a long time ago. Onside um, kick recovery. Yeah, that too. Like somehow, yeah. some way, they've always find a way. Now they finally got buried by. Wolford and Thumbless Goff. Mm-hmm. The Rams defense is. I'm scared as a Packers fan. I am scared that Ramsey is going to limit Devontae and Donald's going to. I hope Aaron Rodgers can escape the pocket more than Wilson did that game. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping. Yeah, we'll we'll but, get into that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I just think Russell Wilson didn't play. Rec- not reckless, but like aggressive enough, and I guess that's a perfect segue to going onto the Buccaneers at Washington and a guy who did play reckless and was nuts on the table. The Heineke backup, like mm-hmm. that guy, played his nuts off. Like he, I like, yeah, he we like this guy. So, so we like, like this guy. I'll get into the score here. Buccaneers thirty-one, Washington football team twenty-three. Washington covers plus eight and a half, and that ballooned to like ten before a kick, uh, and the over of forty-five hits. So. Heineke let's you want to get into him right now oh yeah I mean you just gotta look at the one play where he escaped the pocket and this was after watching that Seahawks game where we saw Russell Wilson just stand back there we saw Heineke escape the pocket right sorry go go go. yeah he made one or two guys miss and then he dove for the pylon and scored and it was like wow there are like two or three quarterbacks in the league who can make that play. And Heineke just put himself up there. I, I He can start in this league, I think. <laughs> but, okay, first, I mean, first things. Uh, okay, first I'll go with the play itself. So 
you, you mentioned, like, he escaped the pocket. He, dude, I thought he was going to be down for the count. Like, he was going to get sacked. He was surrounded by two people. Then, you know what Russell Wilson does in that situation, that game? He covers the ball, goes into fetal position, and takes a sack. Heineke's like, dude, it's the playoffs. We have, that's, we have, uh, to, that's, we have to try to make Matt a play Ryan, here. Carson Wentz, that's a number of, like, yeah. 10, 15 quarterbacks would just sit there and take the yeah. sack. And he's like, well, fuck it. I'm going to try to go legend here. Scrambles out to the left, dives from the four-yard line headlong for the pylon, and he scores a touchdown. Then after the touchdown, the whole team is hype. Chase Young gets the, <laughs> on the pylon. He's pointing at Heineke going, yeah. Heineke, Heineke. Heineke. <laughs> that's, that's how he says it. Heineke. So, I don't know. That's the one thing. You said about starting this league. I don't know. It's one game. We'll see what the kid, the kid has. Maybe he can. Maybe Chase he can. Young likes him. Yeah, that one game. Yeah, I don't that's know. A huge criteria. <laughs> that's my I quarterback. Think, I think maybe Taylor Heineke can start for the Washington Redskins. When you say he can, or sorry, the Washington football team. When you start saying he can start for this league, I don't know, man. Maybe, but Ty, I will, the most impressive thing. Actually, it was an extremely impressive play. But diving from the four, where like. I'll tell you, um, I want to say out of the rest of the 32 quarterbacks in the league, so the rest of the 31, I'd say th- which who else is making that dive? Watson. Watson? Jackson. They have the ability, maybe. They have like, the ability, but I, think, I still yeah. think they're, they're, they are uh, like, stepping out of bounds there. <laughs> okay, to escape I, that sack alone, it's Watson and Jackson. Allen. I could say And Allen. Okay. Yeah. But the dive, like I think every other quarterback saying, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, tiptoe out here, and we're gonna, like, I don't know, was it fourth down? It wasn't no, fourth and goal. Fourth he got down. the first down. Was, but yes. that was that was an amazing dive. Let's be clear. <laughs> yeah, that Dude, was that was that was like that Indiana Penix dive, but oh yeah, yeah, yeah it was like that dive, but he was <laughs> that was from the five, and it was like less, but. Yeah, and I also uh, Mahomes could probably escape that sack too. I don't want to shout Mahomes, but I'm just saying there are a lot of quarterbacks that are making a business decision in that in that situation and saying, "Yeah, I'm going to tiptoe out here," and I'm not. Yes. Taylor Heineke says, "I got nothing to lose. I'm playing for the Washington Football Team against Tom Brady, and I'm doing this." That was awesome. He went legend. He did. That was sweet. Twitter blew up for like this is what we miss like during quarantine yes. <laughs> where like Twitter is awesome during big games where yeah so that was awesome for a little bit dude he was also like he didn't throw the ball horribly either right. like I don't think he had a pick but he I saw him no he uh, had one he, he had thrown one that, but it was like tipped at the line of scrimmage yeah I, yeah he was throwing dimes to Sims like. I know Sims dropped dropped one early in the game. I don't know if it's early in the game or not, but he was throwing dimes. Like that one wasn't that tiptoe catch too to make it an uh, eight point game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a oh, tiptoe. The tiptoe catch are in the back of the end zone. That was a dime too. Like this guy was, he played his ass off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe like you said, he plays his way into a position right now, but. Um, I also have to say that I was I am walking back a couple another take here. I was wrong about Tom Brady. I thought he was not completely washed, but I just didn't think he was going to roll into Tampa and you know all of a sudden make Tampa really good. But I was wrong there too. So yeah, 
touchdown Tom has still got it. And maybe that's Bruce Arians and being surrounded by weapons and the TV 12 method. It's all working for him. So props to him. I've never been a Tom Brady hater. I just thought he was kind of at the end of his career. I mean, he's toward the back end, but he's still putting up mega numbers. So I, I actually like Tom Brady, but I just didn't him being on our fantasy team for some years and just being not putting up the numbers that we wanted was kind of like, ah, but now yeah. surrounded by weapons and with Arians, it's working out. Mm-hmm. Next game I have Ravens at Titans. This is a Sunday. Um, Ravens win 20 to 13 Ravens cover minus three, the under 53 and a half hits. Um, yeah, any who wants to start off this one? I did not watch it, but I mean that's underwhelming as far as the score goes for this game. People were expecting, obviously, where the total was a much mm-hmm. faster paced, higher scoring game. But when Derrick Henry's held the forty yards, I think that's what you're going to get with the Titans and Ryan Tannehill. Um, good for good for Lamar, man. Good for him. I like Lamar Jackson too, and I think. You know, he deserves to have some success, but whatever, man. That's a good game. Yeah. Game for them. Um, going into this game, like everybody was saying, Lamar Jackson can't win a playoff game. He's played in two playoff games. Right. Like, and the first, his... game, the first game was started by Joe Flacco, wasn't it? Yeah. So this is like his second playoff game ever. I mean, this guy got it done in the regular season. He basically carried his team to be in a playoff spot and it's so hard to contain him for a full 60 minutes right like you let him like what was that 50 50 was, yard run i think it was a 60 it was a 60 plus yard run wasn't it a six it was yeah, yeah. i thought it was. that 60 yard run you he gets outside the pocket one time and he makes one guy miss and right. he goes for 40 yards. He just outruns everybody. It looks like Mike Vick, man. And I know that comparison. Like, But like, I remember watching Mike Vick, and it's like, oh, there he goes. He's gone. And it's like, that's that sucks. I remember the watching the Packers chase, chase Mike Vick all over the yard, and it's just like, dude, that is yeah, like something you've never seen before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, Rhino, you mentioned like he can't win a playoff game. It's like crazy how quickly those narratives get started. It's like, dude, this guy's career has just basically it's his third. Gone. It's his third year in the right. NFL. And like, how many playoff games do you want him to play? He's so good that people are like, well, they gotta find a flaw and be like, ah, oh, like oh, I can't win a playoff game. It's like I don't know, like looking at LeBron, looking for uh, something to knock him for, you know? Yeah, yeah. I just think that's oh, ridiculous. This guy, this guy can't throw it. F that, Lamar. F the haters, run the ball, win yeah, games. Exactly. Fuck the haters. You've always been you've, you've been saying that ever since you got on your fantasy team, Randall. Well, ever Fuck since I was handed Lamar. I love Lamar Jackson. <laughs> running the ball. Like, fuck the haters, Lamar. Run the ball. And then <laughs> yeah, good things happen when he gets outside the pocket. Um, other thing, um, you guys touched on a lot. You mentioned the low scoring of it being the highest total set out of the whole wild card weekend, it was the second lowest scoring. Um, you said mentioned you, yes, hold Henry like that, it's gonna happen. 18 attempts for yards that's just a phenomenal job, um, by the Ravens there. Um, 
Other thing that I'm just going to bring up. So a questionable coaching thing here by Vrabel. The Titans had fourth and two on the Ravens 40. Oh, yep. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, and then they punted. Um, 25-yard punt. So they got... Well, the they, they're down by four, correct, Ty? It was 13 to 17? Yeah, if I believe so. Yeah. believe so. So, yeah, that was not... That, you know, questionable. Um, he said he after the game, you know, pin him deep. Defense was stopping him, but you know, I think you just got to go for it there, especially when you punch at twenty five yards um, and you get to the fifteen. Like I think coaches to pin him deep. You still have to pin them deep. Like you have to have a good punt. Like that's the thing that it's not like a guarantee. Yeah, just pin him inside the five. Like, dude, no, but it has to happen. Um, so yeah, that's all I have in that game. Ravens advancing and covering. Next game Sunday, Bears at Saints. Saints or Bears at Saints. Saints win twenty one nine. Saint Saints cover the ten and a half under forty eight hits. Um, just a the Nickelodeon game. Did you guys catch any of that broadcast? No, <laughs> <laughs> I I, some, I saw it. I heard some I was, good things. Yeah, and I, so, we were watching it together, so. Um, uh, the slime in the end zone. I did see that. That's pretty awesome. Um, or well, whatever. It it sucked that because they picked the, this this game and slime yeah. cannons for the end zone. Well, you didn't get much slime, did you? Like no. <laughs> it was one slime for the first whole first half, I think. So that's that's kind of that sucked for the Nickelodeon there. Um, I, I bet on the Bears like a fool, and then they almost backdoored it but they scored at the horn so of course mm-hmm. they couldn't like go for two to bring it within um 10 uh or maybe i had 11 i can't even remember but whatever. yeah you had 11 i think i had yeah. 11. they didn't kick it so um right. yeah so i it's, i don't know why i bet but that just that just seemed like way too big of a number and then i forgot that oh yeah it's mitch Trubisky and matt nagy and mm-hmm. They want to play like it's 19. Matt Nagy literally quoted saying he takes film from like the 40s and like, oh, yeah, I like to look at those things. Matt, they, like the forward pass was hardly invented, you clown. Like, <laughs> yes. Um, and like nope. thinking that is innovative and stuff. And yeah, yeah I guess I guess if you have Mitch Trubisky as your guy and like I, you got to start thinking of anything. But gee. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess you could say there's a missed opportunity from the Bears when they had that trick play, and, Mid- oh, yeah. and Tr- Trubisky actually dropped a dime, yep. and, and it just goes right through the bread basket or right through the hands, you know. Uh, and that's you can't be missing those against you can't be missing those um, when you can't score, and especially against the Saints. Um, yep. The other thing, you know, you mentioned the Jimmy Graham catch, so that that catch actually had big teaser implications for me. Um, yeah, I saw that the dogs had some success. All three dogs covered Saturday. Um, and so AK put in the chat that he was doing a seven point teaser on all the dogs. It's like, all right, fuck it. Like, let's do it. I mean, all the dogs covered yesterday. Let's put all the dogs in a teaser now, plus seven, plus 150 odds. So that Jimmy Graham goes up with one hand and like, he gets yeah. it. Like so I was like, holy shit. Yeah. The one, the, one of the only times going up with one and Jimmy Graham yes. benefited exactly. us right. in that He's teaser. Like, 
ripping down that one-handed rebound at Miami. Yeah. <laughs> good, for, good for Jimmy. Did that get brought up again? He gets brought up every game that he's ever played that he played basketball at Miami. Yeah, right. Um, I don't know if he got brought up because it was the end of the game, and immediately after he caught it, he just like walks to the locker room. Yeah, he's like, All right, see ya. Peace, peace. I'm out of here. Oh my god, so dumb. I heard, I heard that in the Nickelodeon broadcast when the guy, I who was the bear that dropped the touchdown pass. Uh, Mims or Wims? Oh, Mims, yeah. Mims. Or Wims. No, Wims. I don't know what it is. Wims. Uh, you're thinking of Marvin Mims, um, but it's Wims. <laughs> and the girl, one of the, the girls calling the Nickelodeon game said, like, oh, that was so close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If you're a bear fan, if you're a bear fan, <laughs> and someone goes, "Oh, that was so close," you gotta be just cursing out loud. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? That was so close. Like, oh, that's awesome. That is so funny. She was loving it. See, right when I did watch that Nickelodeon broadcast, I mean, we tuned into it. I don't know, check it out. Then we stuck with it. You know. Maybe we should have just gone with the Romo. Because I also like Romo. Romo was on the CBS side of things. So, right. But did the Nickelodeon. Dude, she was loving it up there. They were having fun. Every punch, she goes, oh, wow. <laughs> way up in the like, air. Way up in the air. <laughs> dude. Goes, I, just like love every, the, I just love the kicking. I just think it's so hard to do. Yeah. Every penalty. <laughs> so finally, somebody, get, somebody gets kicker love. Like somebody showing the kicker some love there. Yeah. Yeah, the penalties that like the young viewers didn't know what a penalty is. They had a young Sheldon come up and explain what the penalty is, and then they would give like some analogy. Some analogy. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it was good fun. It was good fun in that broadcast. Maybe make it less painful for Bears fans to watch when that happens, but I don't know. And she also went one time, she's like, oh, that was so epic. (laughs) It was awesome. (laughs) If you're a Bear, like, I just imagine some grouchy old Bear fan, like, watching this (laughs) in the middle of Chicago. Like, it's it's freezing cold. There's sleet and like dirty snow everywhere. And this girl is trying to make it seem like this is the greatest thing ever. And, oh man, he's just so tired of watching bear football. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. That's that is great though. Um, then to round out the wild card weekend, we had Browns at Steelers. Browns beat the Steelers 48, 37. Browns cover plus six with winning outright and the over 47 and a half hits. I mean, Browns hit that number uh, themselves. Um, well, start us off right now. Do you have thoughts on this game? Start us off. The Browns, I mean, Big Ben turned it over through four picks in this game, and it was 28 nothing before you could really. Like, yeah. Before you could even know that there was a game going on. <laughs> And then I just love the Browns winning. And then, or the pregame comments, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, the Browns is the Browns. And then you see him on TikTok dancing on logos, just dancing, doesn't care if his team wins or loses. 
I'm not a Smith Schuster fan, if you can tell, hackers. <laughs> no. Me, there's a yeah. video. E, I think you sent a video in chat. Was it of Smith Schuster dancing in the middle of the game? Yes. When they were losing in the fourth quarter, he's just I dancing. I can't remember the caption, but it was either like third or fourth quarter, and it was like mid not mid-play, but before they were going to snap it, or, like, they were waiting for a call from the sideline or something. And I know it's like, oh, it's like, oh, let the guy have fun. But it's like, dude, you got to pick and choose your time, I think. Like, this just... You talk all that... Yeah. You talk all that shit, and then you don't go out there and win. It. Yeah, people are going to not like you. Well, yeah, like, if I'm a Steelers fan and I see that and it's like, listen, dude, like, it just shows that you don't really care that much. And, like, I guess you don't owe it to the fans to care, but, like, dude, come on. (laughs) And then Claypool, after the game, Claypool's like, oh, yeah, Brown's going to get clapped next week. So it's all good. The Browns just clapped you, buddy. Yeah, I missed that one, but that's... That's something different. That's it's, so weird. And like to think that justifies you getting murked. Yeah. Like, oh, they're gonna get clapped next week anyway. You sound like a salty fan or something. That's so yeah. No that's, that's so terrible. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like, I, how do you not come out of that in any situation like that and just be like, yeah, dude, they murdered us. We sucked. That was it. Yeah. On to next season. Like, I don't understand how you would say anything else than that. Well, I mean, Claypool tried to defend that today um, in another interview. It was ridiculous. Like, he's like, oh, somebody asked for my score prediction of the game with the Browns game, blah, blah, blah. And then I didn't even make it through the whole interview because, or the whole question, because, like, this is just stupid. Then he's like, I was just defend Like, they were so class. They didn't have much. They didn't win with class. Uh, then I would have oh. said that either. It's like, yeah, oh, my. You're real, yeah, so, you're classy. classy. You guys so are classy. Much, like, yeah. like, they treated Juju bad or whatever. I'm like, well, what did fucking Juju do before the fucking game? He said the Browns is the Browns, you idiot. Yeah, you want to be classy? He was not classy for the game. You just got your ass clapped. Like, you say they're going to clap next week. Browns is the Browns. And that's Baker. <laughs> that's Baker. And then, I don't know, they sh- I don't know, this one guy, I saw a picture at the game when Baker ran his ass over to the Steelers' sideline and gave Juju a pound. Oh, that's classless, I guess. Juju yeah. didn't get his ass up off the bench. No, and I'm not talking class. This is such a stupid conversation to have. But, like, that's how he defended it. Like, dude, get a grip, Claypool. You're a dunce. You're in for Notre Dame. Shocker. The classless thing is something that teams throw out there when they just got beat. Yep. And, like, yep. it's they're grasping at straws. Oh, that was – I thought they would have won a little more class. And it's like, dude, are you serious? First yes. of all, there's no rule that says you have to win class. Second of all, it's the Browns. Like, the Browns. They don't ever win games. Like, I mean, I'm expecting them to – well, you're going to tell them to act like they've been there before. I mean, I wouldn't go out – and they didn't even do anything classless. That's the other thing. No, that's, right. that's what he's exactly. – it's just grasping at straws. It's ridiculous. He was. He was trying to defend his horrible-ass take, and he did it horribly. Um, better thing – like, I mean, that's just getting – the Steelers got flat out embarrassed. The first play of the game was a snap for a touchdown, mm-hmm. and then the route was on. 
Yeah. Darrell was on. So um, I will say, like, I tuned into that game later, um, even though, like, a lot of people turned it off. And I'm like, I'm like I think this is going to get close just because there's no way that Cleveland was just going to run away with it. And, you know, it never got to a one-score game. But you could kind of tell that they were sweating a little bit. Like, hey, you know, like it, it got yeah. cut to 15. It got cut and to 12. Steelers didn't do themselves any favors either. Like, yeah. oh, my God. So, and there was a couple times the Browns, like, they had some quick three and outs, and they were not managing the clock that well, I thought. And mm-hmm. it was like, geez, you guys, what are you doing? Um, the other thing that I'll say that maybe changes the game a little bit is Mike Tomlin punting yep. on fourth and one. They have yep. all the momentum in the world. They're near midfield. I don't remember recall which side of the field they were on, but it was like, what are you doing? And then they lined up in punt formation and attempted to draw them off sides in punt formation or something of that nature. They took the delay of game. Yeah. To get more space, to back it up, Jeez. to give them more space to pin them. So but stupid. That was so I, stupid. That was the backbreaker, and then I think Chubb got in the end zone. But whatever, they, anyway. they punted for a touchback. Yeah, that's right. Nice. You got a pin. It was a twelve-point game, fourth and one. Your offense is rolling. You kind of want, like, I don't know. Um, well, what do you have to lose at that point? Like, I don't know. I just yeah. don't think the punting was the best option. Yeah, but whatever. That wasn't. And that the, wasn't the, how they lost, but no, no, it was no, and the Browns won without a coach there. <laughs> That's enough to make matters worse for the Steelers. If it wasn't more, as if it wasn't embarrassing enough, on top of that, I'll get. See, I forgot one thing that it's a nitpicky thing: the coaching decisions. I'm just gonna go back to it, revisit it off topic. Alabama at the end of the first half, when there were four seconds left, and they got that penalty. Throw a hail mary, right. except for the penalty. So yeah. I don't know. You won 54, 52 to twenty four. It's just one of those, one of those things that you know, kind of irks me a little bit. Like, right. dude, you, you should know this type of thing. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, that's uh, um, that, that's the week, uh, wildcard weekend. Um, any final notes from wildcard weekend? You know, stuff you had right, stuff you had wrong, betting. Anything? I can't even. No, I think I came out like relatively even. But I regret betting on the Bears. <laughs> yeah. I loved the Browns because I thought they were getting too many points, and they did. I loved Indy. That worked. And I, I don't think I. Yeah. But, yeah. I know. see. I loved. I mean, Seahawks. Shoot me. Bills. I had. You know, Washington. Thank you, Heineke. Uh, Ravens, I had Lamar. Fuck the haters. Lamar over rushing yards. Fuck the haters. Uh, I missed on David Montgomery receiving yards. Like, they didn't try checking it down to him one time, Mitchell. So that sucked. Uh, and you said you loved the Browns too many points. I love the Steelers in that game. And I thought Stefanski not being there <laughs> was going to be a factor. Turns out it wasn't. Get there. They got. Their doors blown off of them, and then that teaser makes me a little positive. Shout out to AK for bringing that up in the chat, and I just ran with it and took it. So that was my weekend in betting. Looking to get back on track, um, or keep it rolling, I guess, in the divisional round. Round, do you have any thoughts? Or should we get um, games? 
Yeah, I was hot in the prop copter with live line. I mean, the props were the, the only thing that kind of hit for me. With um, we had Lamar over. I threw in AJ Brown over receiving, and that hit for me. And you had Diggs, or no? That was that was no. uh, that was live line. And Russell Wilson over. Those are the only three things that hit for me. Had Russell Wilson kept that game close or under seven points, then I would have been uh, in the money. But I think I finished a little bit below even. All right. All right. Sounds good. Should we should we get into the divisional games? Yes, sir. Yep. Do it. All right. So first one up, it's. The Rams visiting the Packers Saturday afternoon. Um, the Packers are laying six and a half, I'm seeing. Over-under set at 45 and a half. What do we think? I like, I have Los Angeles at seven and a half. Crazy odds that are juice. Um, and I like the under. Um, I just think it's going to be close. Like I said earlier, I'm fully drinking the McVay Kool-Aid. Aaron Donald is playing. Um, yeah, I don't know. Packers have been scoring a lot and playing a lot of good defense, but I just I don't know. It's a different animal come the come the playoffs and LA McVay kind of scares me. All right. Yeah. Uh the Rams defense is really, really, really good. Yeah, number one in the league. Aaron Donald is I mean, at this point, teams should just not block him and just <laughs> like, have him run free because that's pretty much what it's like. Um, Ramsey shut down, or I guess he didn't shut down Metcalf because Metcalf scored twice, but uh, Ramsey made it tough on Metcalf, and he's made it tough on Hopkins. So he... He's played against big receivers, big name receivers, so he'll probably limit Adams a little bit. I'm scared as Packers fan. I probably will, I don't know. I think I like the Packers minus six. Right. Just because it's Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers. I like the Packers (laughs) to win by a touchdown. Hopefully the Packers get out to a fourteen point lead. Like, yeah, that that's right. Yeah, get, like don't mess around. Like, don't mess around. Get out to a lead and then coast. Hopefully because then Goff will have to be playing from behind, and Jared Goff with no thumb. You kind of like that situation there if you get out to a lead early. Yeah. One thing. See, I could be flip flop this game. You know, you see people saying, "Dude, it." You go to the quarterback situation first in the playoffs here, and you have a thumbless golf against Rodgers. Um, Rodgers played like the MVP, played MVP this year. Um, the one thing I'll say though is Packers struggle against it's the run. I mean, maybe not as as of late this season, but in the playoffs, it's kind of reared its ugly head in the past, like very badly. So yeah. you know, Acres, if he gets going, you know, you can see that going with them making a defensive struggle. Acres gets going a little bit, um, and that situation is kind of scary. Like I said, go either way. But um, another thing too is who do you know? Who do you know that are that's on the Rams? Like 
right? Who is taking Jared Goff walking into Lambeau um, in beating the or covering this number or beating the Packers? Like that's their thing too. That's kind of creeping my mind as well. I could go either way on the spread there. I kind of like this game going under forty five and a half though. That's what I like. Yeah, right, I'm gonna lock that now. Actually, I do like that. The Packers aren't really playing against a mobile quarterback like they have in the playoffs in the past, and who we just get run all over, like Kaepernick. That yep, right. That mm-hmm. guy could probably put on a pair of cleats and run all the Packers right now. It's possible. Yeah, <laughs> it's possible. Raheem. I mean, I I like that Jared Goff hasn't done that to teams in the past. Um, I think the Rams defense will keep this close. Right. The also so one thing I might think about doing too is you know doing a six point teaser here with just um yeah yeah just these games too is you could tease Packers down to minus a half you could tease the next game coming up Ravens up to eight and a half too which is uh, appetizing to me um, might fire on that but. I'm not comfortable. I'm not like slotting the package into the next round. I'm not see like like a, I don't know. I maybe it's just the I tend to look in the package in more negative light. Maybe um, people say that Lambo is like this super awesome home field advantage, and it could prove to be. But it's not like it's a guarantee win with the Packers at Lambeau. Like I've seen the Packers lose at Lambeau in playoff games. Like that Brett Favre game comes to mind. He throws a pick to the Giants. That game comes to mind for me. It's not like, I mean, they do have a winning record in the playoffs, but it's not like knock your socks off great. The Packers won the Super Bowl as a wild card. It's not like the game went it, not, it went, went through Lambeau. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So the home field advantage, while it's good, I don't know if it's being overrated by some. I will not be, like, heartbroken if the Packers lose because how many times have we seen a Wisconsin team lose in the playoffs? Agreed. So I'm if the Packers lose, I'll be like, well, another year where we didn't do anything. Yep. When, well, what's the next season to be disappointed by? Right. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I, I don't think I'll be disappointed. I'll just be expecting it. Yeah, right. Okay. Same. Okay. All right. Well, I have the I have the underlocked, so 45 and a half. Um, Moving on to the next game, I am seeing Ravens at Bills, and I'm seeing the line Bills minus two and a half. Over under, it's set at forty nine and a half. Ah, I don't know. It's a coin flip game. Yeah, it's a coin flip. My heart and gut says Baltimore, but I don't know. So I'm don't. I think I um I'm putting. I'm putting money on Baltimore, just money line, just because I think they're going to win, and I don't have anything analytically. So if you uh, listen, I forgot to say this at the beginning, but you should not ever listen to what I say. I just totally just throw out <laughs> random facts. Like I just totally go off of gut and feeling, and I get these weird thoughts in my head. Like never look at statistics and all that, and then – Maybe like maybe I'll listen to like one statistic and think that's gonna play the hugest role and like that's what I'll base my bet on. So, right. but that's not even the case here. Here I just think I think Lamar is better than Josh Allen. And I could be wrong. 
I think I like the Ravens' defense better than the Bills' defense, just because we saw the Ravens uh, shut down Henry, so they got to have some skill. I mean, I can't name one Bills defender. Sorry. Maybe Micah Hyde. I know he's on the Bills. So, <laughs> but he can't tackle Lamar Jackson. Right, I think. Yeah. You said it, Ryle. Um, if, the, if the Ravens come and play defense like they did against Tennessee, um, Tennessee is one of the better offenses in the league this year. If they come and play that defense, you know, you all, you all think they win the game. Um, I think the defense is maybe roll. I'm, it's coin flip, you know. I would take the yeah. Ravens too, though. I don't like it's. It went down to two and a half. It was at three, and you know, in a coin flip game, you like to have that three. I'm not sure if I'd buy up to the three. Uh, to minus, you know, don't, I don't want to do that. I would take the Ravens, so I think in a coin flip. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. Sort of the defensive angle, like maybe the Baltimore's defense steps up. They have the better running back, and they do have a playmaker receiver. The Bills have zero running. Like it's pretty much Josh Allen doing his thing. Uh, and hitting every and dicing the team up or nothing like and now Singletary is going to be the workhorse. I know Zach Moss is out, so I don't know. Maybe that's my angle there. Is that Baltimore seems to be the more complete team, even though Buffalo can score better as a more potent offense. Any thoughts on the total though? I would say under. I don't. Uh, All right. Based on the. Let me think. Say under just play in playoff football. I just think has the tendency to get more ugly than yeah. season. F- I mean that's and that's again might be just some image that I've concocted in my brain. Like oh nitty gritty, hard nosed playoff football. And, you know, yeah. And that doesn't mean that doesn't mean there aren't playoff games that are in the forties. Obviously, we've seen that. We've seen with the Browns just yeah demolish the Steelers. I mean. Obviously, but I would lean under, but I don't think I would touch it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm gonna stay off this game um, for right now. I'll just make a pick sooner to kick. Um, so that that's that game. Sunday, Sunday's games. Now we have Browns at Chiefs. Um, the Chiefs are laying ten over under set at fifty seven. Now this what one, do we think? Yeah. I feel strongly. I feel strongly about Cleveland getting 10, and I love the under. So 10 is huge. Like, again, I just kind of alluded to it. Like, maybe this is just me being stupid, but this is playoff football, man. Like, they were just catching seven points against the Steelers and beat them. Now, granted, Big Ben gave the ball away four times, but, like, and... You, we had mentioned on this podcast how Kansas City, you know, it's not like they're just crushing everybody this year. They have, you know, had some close games, some close calls against teams that you would not expect them to. And I think Cleveland's going to come to play, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, and then 57 and a half is just too many for me. Yeah. So I'd say under, but. You know, I could be swayed too. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the rest that Kansas City is getting, and maybe they understand. Hey, we can't take Cleveland lightly. Uh, maybe they totally run away with it. But ten is a ton of points in my eyes. Yeah, um, I am. I am on both. 
uh, Cleveland, I have them actually plus 11, and then I will be on the under shortly. I, uh, man, I mean, Mahomes in the playoffs can put up 21 points in three possessions, like three bombs down the field. And I could see Cleveland getting out to a big, or not a big lead, but getting out to a lead in Mahomes battling back. Gosh, I don't know. I I like Mahomes. Playoff Mahomes. <laughs> to cover? I mean, yep. I don't think Cleveland's winning this game, but I think Cleveland oh, is. I no, I don't think so either. No. What I'll say is, and Guy, you alluded to it, Andy, the rest, the rest for Kansas City. And one of those things that, I don't know, I hear people say, it's it's an ATM basically. Is Andy Reid off a buy? Andy Reid off a buy. I don't know though. It's at the ten, so I, I that would be my lean. I don't know. I think Cleveland's getting sort of that public dog thing going with them. You know, yeah. they just beat the Steelers, and you know what they say about public dogs? They have fleas. <laughs> oh, that's right. that's what the, that's what um that's what I've been hearing. Or, I got somewhere. Or they're the team of destiny, and they knock off the Chiefs in Arrowhead. That would be something, though. That would be something, wouldn't it? So what I'm seeing with the Chiefs now at the book I'm looking at is minus 10 even. So, you know, I think that number might be able to dip below nine, dip below 10 to 9.5, and, and that's when I might fire. As of right now, I don't think I want to fire on minus 10 even. Um I'm sort of leaning Andy Reid off a bye and, you know, the Browns being a public a public dog of sorts or being like the public's darling there and getting the bets, and I kind of want to swing the other way. But we'll see. Oh. we'll see. But what you have to remember is this, though. Ready? You ready for it? <laughs> I'm ready. Just hold on a sec. To go off of that too, I, to go off of that too. I think I heard Sammy Watkins was talking a little. I don't know. I don't know exactly what he says, but I heard. I love Baker. I loved Johnny Manziel. I love Baker. I don't know why. I'm not that type of guy, but. I'm not like that's not my personality, but maybe I'm living vicariously through him. But no, I I I agree. I think see Baker got way too much. I mean, Baker got way too much. I mean, Garrett, he got way too much shit, dude. It's the Browns, man. Yeah, the Browns have been good since forever, and then he, right. like he comes in. Like, can we give Baker a break? I mean, I know he doesn't really do himself many favors. Some people could say, but like, I mean, give him a break. I know Bill Burr came on the herd one time and just like was on was like giving Colin a hard time. He's like, like he's like, what the fuck do you have, what the fuck's your deal with Baker Mayfield? He's like, it's the Browns. He just kept saying, it's the Browns. It's Cleveland. They're an yeah. absolute shit. Yeah, that's Bill but Burr. Yeah. So yeah, I, I my shitty Bill Burr thing. I don't care oh, no. what was said. Of course, it was a it was a good it was good when he went on the herd and gave Colin the business. Any other thoughts on that game? I could move on to the last game. 
No, I don't know. Is there anything we're missing? I don't think there's any, like, anecdotes from that game. Like, no. I oh, Kareem Hunt revenge game. Oh, Kareem Hunt revenge game. I don't, I don't oh, God. I don't know. There's, I, I mean, Twitter, like, Twitter giveth and Twitter taketh away. Like, oh, my God. It's so good during sports. But then, like, you get these people and their replies to some tweets that are just absolutely brutal and they say terrible things and it's just... But remember, didn't Kareem Hunt have some issues with uh, yes. his lady friend? Yeah. And, like, yeah. of course, that got brought up and, like, this, that, and the other. And pe- then te- people try to play holier than thou with their teams. And, yeah, oh, God. That's, yes. Twitter can at times be terrible, too. So, <laughs> um, yeah, the Kareem Hunt revenge game. <laughs> yeah, totally. But then, like, if, if he wins, people are going to bring up that, you know, Obviously, and you know that's fair game. What he did was absolutely awful, but like people just only bring that up when they lose to like person. Yeah, you know. Right. What I mean? yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Last game uh, for the divisional round is um, Buccaneers at Saints. Um, Saints are I'm seeing minus three, over under fifty two. Um. What do we think about this one? This one should be yeah, this one should be a good one, I think. Yeah, uh, Saints blew them out both times this year, um, but I don't know, man. It's Tom Brady. Like right. this guy's gonna show up, and he's gonna be in the game. It's we hear it all the time how it's so hard to beat somebody three times in a year. And beat any team three times, but beat Tom Brady three times, it's not easy. Okay. Almost impossible. I just want to bring up one point. Is it... Okay, people say it's hard to beat a team three times in a year. Is it really? I just want to get... Is it hard to... like? I heard somebody say, like, so if my high school team goes over and gets the doors blown off by 20 one game, gets the doors blown off by 20 the next game, are we really going to be... Yeah, high school high school oh. basketball versus Tom Brady. Just, I just, Jesus. I, I, I just think that saying more accurately would be it's hard to beat a good team three yeah. times in one. Yeah. Like, right. yes, right. you can yeah. kick the crap out of someone terrible in the sort of year. I was being sort of facetious, I guess. Yes, I, yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. Is it really, though? Like, that that does get thrown around a lot. And it's like, well, yeah, but if we're just better than them, then we could very easily beat them three times in, our, in a season. Like, and it's happened before, but it's, yeah. Yeah, I understand the logic behind it. Like, oh, we're seeing you for a third time. We've got you figured out. Like, you have right. us figured out, but we've got you figured out now. And, yeah. Right. And, like... I'm not saying that the Saints are going to blow them out again. I'm just saying I wouldn't go to that angle if you were going to back the Buccaneers. I wouldn't say I would jump on it. Oh, it's the hard. It's really. I mean, but it is there. It is there. I just don't know if I put much merit into that. Right. Um. um we got rampant rhino. Rhino. <laughs> um, I'm going to take Buccaneers money I, line. That's the last thing I'll say. Buccaneers money line. That's what I'm. I'm not, rhino. I'm with you. I'm on the Buccaneers money line. And again, no analytics. Nothing. I just think Tom Brady is the more polished of the two very good, very old quarterbacks. 
and I think the TB12 method has served him well. And I have, but he also has had stinkers, and he's t- capable of having stinkers. And I like the under. I think it's again, this is just yeah. me, stupid brain thinking. Playoff football is right. going to be nitty gritty, but you know, maybe they take away Camara because Breeze can't like. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about trash arm. He's been trashed for his trash arm all year long. So right. I'm on the Bucks money line. Yeah, I would have to. Yeah, I'm going to say I would agree with your picks. I mean, last podcast, I picked the Buccaneers to go to the Super Bowl. Um, so I can't really back down from that now. Um, I think Tom Brady looks like I think he's way better. He's looking he's in looking way better than Drew Brees, the trash arm. Um, mm-hmm. He's got better weapons uh, than Breeze does, aside from the running back position. But um, the one thing about the Buccaneers is they stopped the run well. Um, I don't know how well they, like in the games, they struggled in the past with Kamara, with, Kamara with the past with the short passes underneath. Um, I don't know if they'll, if they'll stop that now, but I, I'm just going to take the better quarterback who's been looking way better. Um, the Buccaneers also look better against Washington, as crazy as it sounds, even though the Saints beat the Bears by more. But the Saints couldn't get it going, really. I don't know if the Bears had a better defense, but like I said, I have Buccaneers going to the Super Bowl. I like them in this situation. I also, against the spread, you know, it's at three right now. Um, it opened at three and a half. Um, maybe I could see it going back there. I doubt it. It's going to go back to three and a half. Um, so, yeah, I, I would agree with you guys. Bucks. And then you said you like the under. I just heard on a podcast that 90% of the money is on the under in this game. Hey. Sometimes Johnny Public is right. I was just gonna say, like, like I see that going that way too. After I, the performance I saw out of um, Breeze, like, and if the Saints are gonna win the game, wouldn't it have to go under? I can't see Breeze in a shootout, really. Um, at yeah, the yeah, I don't know. So I mean, I would lean under too. Um, but yeah, I guess that's our wrap up there. Any things, any things you fired on or so confident in? Um, that you want to get, you want to say right now? That I'm so confident in? Yeah. Oh. Any bets you made, I guess. Anything you, you laid right now while you're talking? No, no. No, no. I mean, this is playoff football. I'm not confident in anything. Like, no. Anything can happen. But I feel good about some things. But these are the sharpest lines, and, you know, that mm-hmm. they're ever going to be because the, the experts are on it for the whole year. And, they have the most insider info, and yeah. All right. Well, I am going to – well, I already locked the Packers-Rams under 45.5. I like that game going under, obviously. Um, I'm going to do a two-team three-point teaser. This is going to be for Saturday. I'm going to do Packers minus a half and Ravens plus 8.5. Um, and a little Lock that in. So hopefully the Packers can get a victory, and then um, Ravens keep it with a good over a touchdown. So I like the value in that teaser. I'm gonna lay it. Um, hopefully the Packers can win, and hopefully we aren't disappointed again in Wisconsin. I mean, I'll give you my ticket. I have the Bucks under 52, the Bucks plus three, the Bucks money line. I have Cleveland plus 11. I have Baltimore money line uh, plus 115. I have the under in the Packers Rams game under 45 and a half. And I have LA Rams plus seven and a half. Stupid juice. 
There you go. There's Guy's car. If you want a tail guy. I mean, you should sorry. absolutely disclaimer. You should not, not, not tell me. So he's got the card ready. I mean, Ryan Otter kind of cowardly. Slash only made a couple plays. Um, but we will be on more um, come, the, come time uh, those games kick off. I'll probably add some more, too. I, I, I don't know. Once, once it gets closer, I get the itch. <laughs> yes. Um, do we want any other things we want to touch on? I mean, there's other sports going on, other yeah. action. Let's let's talk. Um, let's talk. I'll start with the Bucks. The Bucks are underwhelming. To that's what I will say. Um, yeah, it's just I don't know. We were crowned winners right away in that trade. You know that big deal, and I don't know, man. It's a long season, but they just. Mm-hmm. I'm underwhelmed. I am underwhelmed too. I'm underwhelmed too because, but and see, I haven't watched much NBA action. I've watched that one game against the Celtics with the Bucks, um, and I haven't really tuned into much around uh, the league uh, elsewhere. Um, but yeah, I could, I could. It's totally underwhelming. Totally, um, they dropped a bad one to the Jazz. Um, other than that, they haven't played in any close games. They like before the game. Last night against the Pistons, which they won by nine, backdoor city. Um, yep. They only played one game within single digits, and that was that opening night with the Celtics. They also um, lost the Knicks. Yes, blown out by the Knicks. Terrible, terrible losses. Yeah. I mean, it's Jets. very early. Mm-hmm. Very early. I'm not panicking, but it's like, come on. Maybe we're just mm-hmm. so used to them just murdering everybody last year. Best regular season team. Best regular season team. And, that, like, you could have made... I don't know. I'm continuing the experiment of putting a unit on the Bucks spread and a unit on the Bucks money line every game, and we're it's not going as well as it was at the beginning of last season. But mm-hmm. I'm gonna continue to try it for science purposes. Yeah, yeah you would, that would have been a great experience experiment if you stopped at the regular season last year. Yeah. Like you've been up very, you've been up. I mean, extended amount, um, but. When he went in the playoffs. Uh, well, and when they entered the bubble, right? They just started the playing bubble. not as exactly. well. Yeah. yeah. And now I've seen, I've seen that you are going over on all the games, too? Or yeah, is that just a thing? I'm going over on all you're the games. One, just you're, because you're adding another one. I, I, <laughs> yeah, but I'm, only, I'm not doing a full unit on that, typically. Because, I don't know, man. Dude, you see the Bucks drop. They, they drop, like, 140 sometimes. And it's like, well, the other team just needs to score, like, 90. I don't know. Maybe that's my yeah. luck. It's not, <laughs> but like I'm taking Bucks have, overs. The Bucks have played the Pistons like three times this year. I think they're trying to, uh, right? Aren't they trying to limit travel or like? Oh, okay. Make it make it so like yeah. you are. Yeah, I don't know. COVID basically. Right. 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 Yeah. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah. Um, Ryan, what do you got to say on the Bucks? Uh, I don't know. This is kind of like a future, like big picture thing. I'm scared the Bucks have missed their chance to. Uh, I don't know. I guess go to the finals. I guess the I I think they missed their chance. I mean, Boston is good, and I don't know. They might match well, up well with the Bucks. The 76ers are hot, and they got Embiid, who's playing well. The Nets just got Harden. Right. 
that's so now they're I don't know about Kyrie Irving I don't like him but Kevin Durant is still Kevin Durant and James they're getting James Harden so that's two players who are top three you can say top five in the NBA yes I will say top five in the NBA and that's and we have Giannis who you build a wall you in the past you build a wall around him and the Bucks just fold. So I'm scared the Bucks missed their chance. I haven't watched any games this year because you know, Dish TV and Fox Sports Wisconsin. But yep. it's a very real possibility that they miss it and yeah, whatever. Just gotta accept. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, right. I'm not yeah. disappointed. But just accept what? it. I don't know, man. He's he's a special player, and he can still add facets to his game, I think. Like, he can still grow as a player. He can still grow, but at what point in time do we say, like, that's him? That That's Giannis. Like, is he, he's not going to be – he's not going to start sniping all of a sudden. Is he all of a sudden going to start sniping threes and shoot 35? I don't, I don't 35 think he'll ever get a three-point. He'll never get a three-point. I mean, we just saw his free throw percentage just plummet last year. Like, that was disgusting. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. He still has. But that's a that's a nice little tidbit on the books. How they've been underwhelming. I mean, we get into it, or but that yeah. we could go on yeah. for longer. Well, we got to get into Harden now. So the Brooklyn Nets acquired Harden in like a monstrous trade, and there's draft picks galore. You don't have to get into the nitty gritty of it, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. I have never been a Harden guy. Ever since he left Oklahoma City, I know both of you guys are hardened guys. Um, I love the argument. There's only one basketball. <laughs> I think it might hold true here um, because there's Kyrie Irving, who, who is in La La Land right now. But you got KD and James Harden, and James Har- or KD, I think maybe may at the end of his career go down as the greatest scorer in NBA history. He's almost seven foot tall. He has unlimited range and shouldn't, even if you guard him perfectly, can get a look. The only thing that's a little bit lacking is strength, but he makes up for it. If you take the ball out of that guy's hands too many times, like you got, you are stupid. Like, I don't know. And not saying that they're going to do that. I think just, I don't know how well that's going to mesh. Like the ball is always in James Harden's hands in Houston. Or was, am I wrong? Yeah. Or, like, oh, no. you're right. You're and then right. People, people do point to the assist numbers, and yes, yes, I understand he has lots of assists. But here's what you're understanding: those are like those are just counting stats. The ball is always in his hand, so he's either, either he's shooting it or it comes down to the end of the shot clock and he kicks it to a guy. It's like, okay, yeah. someone had to get the. Do you understand my what I'm saying yes, there? Like, I do. Mm-hmm. Like yep. yes, he he piles up the assists, but like those assists were gonna come from yeah. someone. Yes, it, it just happened to be you because the ball was in your hand. It it's not like my point is that James Harden is not a phenomenal phenomenal passer in my eyes. I don't think he is, but nor do I think he wants to pass it all that much. But yeah, I think. I think the Nets are going to be really good. The, yeah. the, sorry to cut you off, but the Nets are going to be really freaking good. Yeah. So, with all that being said, yeah. I think James Harden is more of a 
like team player than Kyrie Irving is, though. As bad as that sounds, that's horror. That's see, but he looks so. You say he's, that and you look at what he just did to Houston. Like, didn't he just like fry him and just like he, he made that situation a fucking mess? Yeah. And now you're saying that that speaks volumes because I, he's willing to buy in more than Kyrie. I think. Sorry, there's might be other shit going on with Kyrie, like what he's trying to do and everything. But I just think he's such a douche. Like, I think he can do. I don't know. There might be bigger. There might be some things going on. I don't want to say shit. Right. I'm just mad, but whatever. I mean, when Brown says, "I think Harden is a more team-oriented guy than Kyrie Irving," that's just kind of funny to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's James Harden. His team wins in Houston. They won regular season games. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they so did. Right. He wins. I mean, Kyrie in Boston. He left. Or he wasn't playing. He got injured or he left. They got better. Brooklyn, last year, they got better when Kyrie wasn't playing. And Boston was better when Kyrie wasn't playing. Like, yeah. it seems to be sort of a, like a, a little, is there a trend developing with this guy? Like, that situation there. So it would be interesting, too, to see, like, this is Steve Nash's first year coaching. He has now KD, Harden, and Irving. It's like, you have to tell one of these guys to kind of maybe fuck off in some certain situations. Like, no, like, this guy's getting the ball. The plays for him. Like, dude, Kyrie, what are you doing right now? Kind of sort of thing. Like, it's going to be an interesting situation to see how he manages that. Of course, on paper, this looks like this team is, like, um, I mean, they're really fucking good. Like, they should win. Like, they're that good. But this could be a circus act, too, and it could all implode um, as well. It's, it's interesting. It's very interesting to see how this will play out. And I think it'll be, I mean, I think it'll be really good. At, I think they're at the end of the day, good. Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant, and he's one of the best. I think they're going to be very, very good. I don't think it'll come without hiccups and drama. So They'll yep. figure it out come playoff time. I think so. Okay. The Badgers just got absolutely worked by Michigan. Michigan could be a Final Four team. But otherwise, like the Badgers, I like the way they're playing. Uh, the Big Ten is absolutely brutal. Like, we knew this going in. And they're probably going to lose more games. A couple of guys in the chat. Well, not a couple. I don't know. MPG, Liveline Luke, love to panic on the batters. We forget last yeah. year that we were sitting in the middle of the pack in the Big Ten and we reeled off eight straight, right? Like, yeah. Any, yeah. And that's the thing. And maybe it's not the batters' year to do that, but... Any team in the Big Ten is capable of doing that, I feel. Not any team, but, you know, there's a handful of teams where, that right. are capable of pulling that stuff off. Like, so I'm not worried about it. It is concerning to me that you're down 62 to 26 to Michigan at one point. I don't know. I just saw a highlight. We had a, we had a prior arrangement, a game that night, but my goodness. That was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> It was a thirty to three run. I'm pretty sure is what it ended up being. Like, it was insane. And that's and then, what is worrisome about the batters is they they will go on the the scoring droughts. Like, see, unexplainable, inexplicable right. scoring droughts. And you, I see that I've come accustomed to that, but I didn't feel like it would be something that would come out of this team. With like, I feel like there's um, weapons. You know, like I feel yeah. like Trice can get a bucket. Davidson can get a bucket, Potter can get a bucket, and Reavers can get a bucket. 
and now Johnny Davis can make plays. Like I didn't expect like a drought that bad. I mean, in teams past, of course, for sure. But like, I don't mean it was, just a, it was probably just a fluke yeah. game. And like, I'm not gonna push the panic button like people do. Like the they dropped the game to Maryland. Like, yeah, it sucked to lose that game, especially at home too. But um, you know, like it's college basketball. It's basketball. There's gonna be more games. Like you, you drop a couple. You drop games, man. Like, and Maryland is not a terrible team either. Yeah. Um, another team I, they, they they squeak out a win against Indiana too. That was another tough game to play. But Indiana can play, dude. They just got beat um, tonight, or when you're listening to this yesterday, um, pretty bad by Purdue. But like you said, it's the Big Ten, man. Uh, there's a bunch of good teams, a bunch of quality teams. Like right now, Michigan State is sitting in 11th. Mm-hmm. They're two and four yep. in conference. I think that's how tough this is. Maybe the bat, maybe they're not as good as people think they are. Maybe that win that the Badgers had at Michigan State doesn't look as good. But you know, like you said, they can come down the stretch and win eight straight, like the Badgers did last year. I have confidence that uh, Izzo and Michigan State can turn it around there. I do too. Yeah. So I'm not pushing the panic button. I'm so like the way they're playing. Urban just got hired in Jacksonville. I mean, I don't know. Does that change things for you for Jacksonville? I don't know. I mean, it's a sort of a splash sort of hire thing. I mean, of course, did anybody think Urban was serious when he says retired? Did they believe him? You believe him? I don't know. How is Urban from Ohio State going to mix with Trevor Lawrence from Clemson? Is there going to be... Oh, my God. Some, Urban was, is there going to be some antics? So- too. No. Or Urban was a Florida coach. Maybe he yes. maybe he drafts Justin Fields. <laughs> that would be a power move. <laughs> no. okay. In my opinion, but yeah. Any other anything else in the herb hire? Anything else? No, I don't think so. Uh, Jacksonville's well, going to be Jacksonville. So what? What else we, do we have to get to? We got to get to the Canada hockey team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, like challenge that we're going through. So, um, this started on a whim. Literally started on a whim. Like, <laughs> Liveline Luke the other day says, I love the Toronto Maple Leafs. And we're like, what are you talking about? And he goes, and he goes, like, he said something about the goal song. What was the goal song? Oh, Dreams Come True by Holland Oates. Yeah. Great song. Yeah. And then the like song? right back where we started from for oh. Maxi Nightingale is the That's a good one, song. yeah. So and he also really likes the jerseys, the sweaters, um, which are nice, but he thinks they're the greatest in the NHL, which is just not even close to true. But that's fine. Live on Luke, if you listen to this, we we can talk about it later. So he is obsessed with the Toronto Maple Leafs all of a sudden. We decided to pick each pick a Canadian-based hockey team because, <laughs> because they're COVID, yeah. they are all playing in the same division this year. All the all seven Canadian hockey teams are playing in the same division this year. So Liveline Luke took Toronto. Ty, you have Shredmonton, the Edmonton Oilers. Rhino, you got Calgary Flames. Yep. Um, I have Winnipeg Jets. That's four. Uh, didn't AK take Vancouver? Yeah. And then BJ took Detroit because he's a Detroit fan. They're not, but he's just on Detroit. He's already a hockey guy. He's already yeah. into it. He's already a hockey guy. Mad Max hasn't taken anybody, and 
Grawl? Did Grawl take anybody? No, he hasn't yet. Yeah. See, this we is what we, we, get. we get halfway participation. But anyway, this is what we're doing. We're going to see who comes out on the top of the heap at the end of the NHL season, the shortened NHL season. Um, and we're going to have to do some type of Canadian challenge at the end. So we got to think about, like, you know, what do you got? Like Molson beer and Labatt blue and maple syrup or I don't right. know. What else? What else is Canadian that we can do? Um, but anyway. Canadian tuxedo. Canadian. Wear a Canadian tuxedo, shocking Labatt beer, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? That'd be sweet. That'd be good. But uh, anyway, I've been listening to, to Winnipeg Jets podcasts. Um, the Jets edged out Rhinos Flames tonight. That was in Winnipeg uh, in overtime after Calgary had three goals in the first period. So really like that. My Jets, I was on them to cover the puck line and the money line. Let's go. Ty, I believe Edmonton won too. Edmonton just won? Uh, you know, see, last or the opener... The opener, they, they dropped. Um, I was on them. Edmonton did, in fact, beat the oh, Canucks. They played, they played back-to-back nights? Correct. Correct. Oh. Yeah, my Flames had a, go- had a two-goal lead. Hey, look at that, boys. Yep. I was on the Capitals. I was on the Capitals, the Predators, and the Oilers tonight. That's a that's three for three. That's three for three right there. So uh, currently in the puck season, I am at three and one on my bets. Um, three and one, three and one, ready to roll, ready to roll, ready to roll. I'm gonna murder your bookmaker. I'm gonna kill your bookmaker. It's, I, it's a hockey sharp. <laughs> Hardly. Yeah. I don't know. I just yeah, but no, that that the Canadian league thing. Um, yeah, it should be interesting to see how that plays out. It's gonna get us more into hockey, I guess. It's sort of a fun way to do it. See, now the one question I have is obviously there are teams that are better than the shitbag team. So whoever ends up with a shitbag team might get the short end of the stick when they end up at the bottom of the pile. That's the one thing I was saying. So I was thinking maybe whoever underperforms their win total the lead the most, oh, yeah. that could get tricky, you know. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, definitely, definitely gonna be on that, uh, and uh, maybe even have a loser challenge sort of thing. Yeah, we might have to do that. We might have to do the win total thing. But also, guys, get your pick. You should have had your pick yet. Yeah, exactly. This first come first serve basis. The only reason I hopped on Winnipeg is because I, Winnipeg, that's just the most random. I don't know. The NHL is ridiculous. This they they got people playing in like these podunk town. Not that saying Winnipeg is podunk, but like these cities. My goodness, it makes me. Have you ever seen Goon? The movie Goon. Yeah, I have seen the movie. Playing like Halifax, Nova Scotia, and oh my gosh, it's just the whole thing like. Playing in Winnipeg and Ottawa, or like, just seems so like minor league. It has like minor league vibes to me. It's just awesome. That's why I love the Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> like the Hartford Whalers were a team. Yes, they a professional hockey team. Like that just seems so my. It's awesome. It's awesome. That's why I love Winnipeg, and I loved Evander Kane when he played. He seems kind of like a, not like a hockey guy. He seems kind of like a pretty boy though. Yeah, he wants to fight one of the Paul brothers, too. Evander Kane does? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, dude, I follow him on Instagram. That guy's, like, living the life. Whatever. Anyway, that's Probably. hockey. That's talking hockey. That is talking hockey. That's a good hockey, hockey segment from us. 
Anything else? Or should we get into the closing thoughts? Yeah, I think that's it. All right. All right. Any closing thoughts by you guys? Uh, no, man. I'm just firing from the hip every night on basketball scores that I like. And it's not working out great, but it's not going horribly. So it's fun. Just kind of sweat it out. Love being in the heart of basketball season and now having hockey. And playoff football. So, mm-hmm. all right. That'll be it. All right. Go Pack Go. Peace out, Hacker Nation.